0: Welcome to the late night race review. Well, I guess McLaren are serious about staying on the podium. Russell versus Hamilton, and the gloves are off for Mercedes. Red Bull win the constructors' title, but should they consider maybe running just one car from now on? Don't think it'll make a difference. Alonso's on the radio, Perez practices his parking, and two Alpines finish the race fully intact. It's the Japanese Grand Prix. We wrap it up with a look at our Fantasy League and our Predictions Game, as always. Don't forget to support the podcast by hitting those like, follow and subscribe buttons. Welcome back to the Late Night Race Review. I am Owen Scott and with me, as always, is Dave Jericho and the sumptuous Isidro Consalvish. You didn't know where I was going with that. With another new haircut, Isidro, is it? No, it's still the same. You just mm. rushed
1: it to the other side just to trick us. <laughs> loving
0: it, I'm loving it. Uh, well, anyway, we're nearly out of our misery, lads, and the season can finally begin. The real thing that everyone is uh, thinking about is that second place in the drivers and the constructors. Um, Dave, th- they've been consistently dominant and brilliant this year. Um, what what have you thought of of Red Bull overall?
1: I mean, look, can't take it away from them. They dominated. They had a great car. They've great driver um and uh uh, yeah look what can you do can't take it away from them it was it's it's been it's been well
2: well well earned
0: isidro would you like to give red bull their kudos
2: yeah it's it totally deserved the the championship they got today Uh, Mm -hmm. they only had to thank to max really because paris really shouldn't be driving an rb19 what he did today maybe a jcb would suit him well
0: (laughs) The meme of Max Verstappen uh, driving around the track on an office chair was, was pretty apt, I think, that we sent round during the week. He could win yeah. it in anything, really, couldn't he? And on, on Max today, uh, Isidro, and for most weeks, that matter, he didn't put a foot wrong. And the big question is, is as always, how will he do in turns one and two? Um, And he completely pulverizes the, the rest of the grid for, for the rest of the race, to be honest. But McLaren, Isidro, they, they put um a nice bit of pressure in those first two turns, didn't they?
2: Yeah, they start very well. I mean, they both attacking Max uh, was was fun to watch. Max trying to prevent Yastri to to take him and uh, Laurie, Norris gently in the left, trying to to get the first place, and then Max trying to swerve again. It it was fun to watch the McLarens attacking uh, Max straight from the start. It mm. was uh, it was refreshing, but again, didn't last much. Once once Max. Got the handle and uh, they're gone. I mean, finish what 30 uh, something seconds away. Yeah, that just says everything. but At least McLaren put up a good fight. Yeah, they arrived late to the game because they start. Uh, their start wasn't good, but they they are strong. And if it if they were like this in the beginning of the season, I think things would maybe be different because there would be pressure on Red Bull since the beginning. And while now it's too late, they put up a good show. It's, it's
0: good. Um, and I said it in the intro, Dave, but it, it begs the question, could Red Bull actually win both the drivers and the constructors with just Max Verstappen and, and no other car?
1: I'm pretty sure they would have this season. Yeah. yeah. No question. And I'd say if you told Max that that's his job this season, is to win both the, the drivers and constructors by himself, I think he'd have put in even more effort. So the ones I think he would, you know, I think anything that uh, Perez put up a, a, a showing for, I think for Stappen would happily have uh, battled for that as well. So, yeah, I, no question. No question. I think that, look, you know my opinion on Perez at Red Bull. So um, I think there's no question there. Um,
0: could could Red Bull possibly put um, uh, 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 or take a dent out of their, their cost cap by just taking a second car out next year and putting all their money into one car maybe?
1: yeah that would be hilarious wouldn't it oh my god could you imagine how bad you'd feel if you were perez (laughs) you're so bad we just decided just to run one car (laughs) oh yeah and
2: speaking of speaking of perez to keep perez on the side
0: yeah 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 um speaking of perez as you say um just more heartache for our underwhelming understudy um but as i don't think i have any words that to, to can describe how poor he was this weekend could you perhaps give me uh something in portuguese that describes how bad perez was
2: no i don't think there's a portuguese word but three letters <laughs> <laughs> jcb that's what I should be driving considering what he did yeah this weekend. He was I said pretty this poor. weekend but his qualifying was good he finished p5 that's that's good enough Considering that usually he gets p12 and needs to try to get to the points but he gets B five, and then it just crashed twice, DNF twice. I mean, it was just an. Uh, it it doesn't deserve to be on that RB nineteen as as it stands. I mean, it's totally understanding if by the end of this, a Red Bull just start thinking maybe you're not the right person for this. They they've been very patient with the man, to be fair, and I don't. <laughs> Is is driving like he doesn't need the, his contract to be renewed, mm. and uh, I don't know. That's not the Paris from the beginning, uh, but it's the Paris that we have, and probably that's the Paris that we're going to have for the for the rest of the season. I definitely don't see the them improving. Mm. Dave,
1: that's um, I I thought that that um, DNF and then coming back out on track. If we can talk about this, or is that is that next up in your questioning, or can we hit that now?
0: Uh, well, I was going to ask just about him uh, be uh, careering into the, the hass but, uh, yeah, go on.
1: All right, well, uh, uh, yeah, okay, we we'll, we'll just uh, – well, yeah, that was fucking – that was his fault. It was all his <laughs> fault this yeah, weekend. Yeah. But, no, but what I wanted to ask was – my understanding was, and, and this is where I kind of – and I had a bit of a look here, and I couldn't really find anything – my understanding was that when you as uh, when you retire a car you have to show that there was a reason for your retirement that there was you know that there was a mechanical failure about to happen there was a safety issue there was there was some genuine reason that you retired the car now given that Perez had more fucking accidents today than I have fucking fingers to count them on <laughs> I think that was a very good reason that he has a DNF so they would have been able to show the, that you know that's he has a DNf Hmm. Now, then he, they put him back out on the track so that they didn't get the grid penalty for Qatar. But surely that means that if you've retired the car, it means that you're show, you have to show that the car wasn't uh, safe to continue. Yeah. And then in which case, then how did it certainly become safe enough to continue to put it back out for a single lap just to... to, to uh r- relieve your you of your penalty for qatar that i that doesn't make sense to me like mm. so i'm just like is it, that is still the rule though isn't it like i mean i don't know whether anyone knows but i'm pretty sure that that is the rule that if you retire a car like if your car is driving around, you know sometimes you see cars driving around there's been no accident and they say oh we see something on the telemetry box box you know we're going to retire the car nine times out of ten, it's like, we're doing nothing, let's just save our engine because we don't want to take a, a hit on an engine. But they still have to show um, their telemetry, or they still have to show their data to show that the, there was an issue with the car, and that's why they retired. You can't just retire your car randomly when you feel like it. You have mm-hmm. to prove that there's a reason for it. So, in this case, Red Bull proved that there was a reason for it because he fucking crashed. So the car, they re- reckoned that the car wasn't safe to continue, so they will be able to showcase that. Or... Uh, but then put him back out again. So how is the car safe to go back out again? Surely, if you were the F1, you'd be now just kind of looking at it, kind of going, "Hang on a second, it wasn't safe to continue." You come in, then you realize, "Oh wait, we've got a five-second penalty to serve." So now it's okay to go back out and do another lap and serve your five-second penalty. I don't know. I think there was fucking. I think that's a that's a big loophole that needs to be addressed because I thought that was absolute bollocks
2: to be honest. Like. I don't yeah. think the car needs to be unsafe to drive. They could see that the repair takes so long that it's better to retire the car than wait for three, four laps to be fixed. So but they
1: didn't do anywhere. They didn't fix the car. Like we're like I mean they put a new nose cone on it and stuff like that. But I mean they did that on the the first nose cone they gave them. So they didn't do anything different. So I mean there's only so much repairing that they can do on the car. I mean, if the floor is damaged and all that type of stuff, like they can't change that. So there's only so much, there's only, there's only co- the only components that they're able to change is what they would no- normally do in a pit stop anyway, changing the rear wing, the front wing, you know, any sort of adjustments and stuff like that. Just, uh, the occasional time, a steering wheel, that type of stuff. So any damage that he incurred that required a retirement, that was bad mm-hmm. enough that it couldn't be done on a pit stop that they had to put it in the garage. That says to me then that you, the car is not capable of continuing on. Otherwise, they would have been able to fix the car on the pit lane. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I I just think there was some, I think there was a loophole in that, in that regular, you know, that, that ruling that so- they, that, here's
0: what the rules here's what the rules say it says the main article of the formula 1 sporting regulations concerning red bull was article uh, 54.3 which covers all penalties that stewards can impose if they're involved in an incident on track so section d of this regulation dictates if any of the four penalties above are imposed upon a driver and that driver is unable to serve the penalty due to retirement from the sprint session or the race the stewards may impose a grid penalty on tr- uh, on the driver for his next race Whilst this is available uh, to the stewards as an option, it's important to note that they are not obliged to carry over penalties. Red Bull were merely uh, covering themselves in case uh, this did happen in, in post-race. So the loophole is is there to be exploited, but it's pretty sure they're pretty sure that they'll they'll close it up by the time the next race comes comes uh, around.
1: Not, but like that's mental that that was able to be exploited like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I mean. How do they not fucking see these things? Like it's absolutely mental that they're writing these regulations and they're just so so easily exploited on the fly. I mean, it's mm. not like this happens week in, week out, where the team at Red Bull kind of go, do you know what? If this happens, keep this in your noggin that you're gonna need to know this for when you know when it comes about. No one did. They were able to pull this out of their hat, literally on the spur of the moment, to realize, hang on a second, we've retired the car, we got five second penalty. Can we throw him back out? But surely, even if they did put him back out on track, they have to be able to prove that the car was safe to go back on track. And if it was safe to go on track, why was it was it unsafe enough to not continue? Sorry, mm. zero. I was
2: ranting. I'm just saying that as recent as uh, Azerbaijan Grand Prix in 2017, Kimi and Sergei retired, and then they returned after the red flag. So it's not the first time that's. But um, well, that's 2017. That
1: teams... so, like. Um... But I'm kind of talking since the, the new rule change or since the new um sorry the new regulation changes um I think was no even in the old regulations as well they I I was pretty sure the retirements they had to prove that the car was unsafe to continue what what, what was the circumstance I, I let's hang on a second, we could go on a deep dive here on regulations yeah. and, <laughs> and historically. let's not we'll bore people to tears like <laughs> yeah but uh, OK, so there is examples of this happening anyway in the past.
2: So is, the loophole uh, is there and FIA hasn't closed yet. So why, and, we don't know. And they didn't close it from 2017.
1: So uh, so let's say another another six years, we may see the loophole clear, uh, closed.
0: Um, apparently, Jonathan Wheatley is saying um, they, they won't let Red Bull get away with gaming the rules. It was clever. Don't get me wrong, really clever. Um, if I was the team manager, I would definitely say do it. Um, it was great, but the FAI apparently uh, aren't too happy about it. So there could well, they there can could be unhappy be... all they
1: want. They're the yeah, yeah, ones yeah. that fucking left it open.
0: Yeah. So, but it, it apparently will be closed by the time the next race comes around. But these things, un- unless there's circumstances that arise, um, and and regularly enough. I, I don't think it's something that you'd even think of. It was clever of them, though, in fairness.
1: Oh, no, I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. I love it. I'm, I, I'm arguing that, you know, it shouldn't have happened. Like, you know, and the regulations, need would stop it. But I do love to see teams outsmart. That's what it's about. Like, it's yeah. you know, who's the smartest guy in the room? Like, so I do love it. But at the same time, like, I uh, can still bitch and moan about it.
0: <laughs> um, On on Perez, Dave, and his, his collision um, in particular with Haas, what, what was his, his thinking there, or, or was he thinking, as you say, he is um, looking to, to try and extend his stay at Red Bull. Is it, is it laziness on his part? Is, is it overambitiousness to try and make that move happen? Or what's going through Perez's head at the moment?
1: He's fallen into a, a similar rut to like what Daniel Ricciardo fell into. Like we know Daniel Ricciardo is a fantastic driver. And then he fell into that rut of just poor results, poor form and just never really regained it. Just sort of bounced from team to team, but never really regained the form that we knew he had. And Perez is kind of, I think has fallen into a similar scenario that he's just in a rut. And I think to some degree, Red Bull have stood by him that they know that there's like Daniel Ricciardo. They know that there's a great driver there. That's what they, that's why they signed him Um But I think if he's in, it it could be dangerous. Like this could be one of those ruts that that's, you know, it's sort of a career ender. like, you know, that you just, it's not like football where you kind of see a footballer get into a rut and they can it's, it's sort of easily coached out of them and they come back for some reason in formula one, if it doesn't bounce back quick and it continues on, which for Perez, this is sort of nearly half a season's worth of poor performances, if not more, um, yeah, th- this could be it for him. Like this could be this could be the the sort of w- the the best we're gonna they're, they're gonna get out of him. So that what we're seeing kind of happen in uh, just I know I went around the fucking bush to try and explain that fucking Haas incident, but I'm just sort of saying that was you know purely a, a lack of concentration. You know, basically went into lunged in, went in too late, like, hit the brakes, understeered went into the side of the house, end of story. And that's, it is a rookie move and it's lack of concentration. But again, that's what happens when you're not on form and you're not, your, your mind isn't sharp. Uh, and that's what, that's what I said. That can be a, a maybe not a career ender, but so, certainly a career ender with a team, especially a team like Red Bull, who have a host or, of, of drivers at their disposal that they could replace them with. And, um, so yeah, I I, I don't know. Are there, has there been any news? It has he hasn't obviously been signed up for a new contract? So, um, I can imagine Helmut Marko will just he, he, they'll have to replace him. Like I mean, there's no way they can just continue with the inconsistencies that's happened this year.
0: You mentioned Landon Norris, and I'm going to segue before we go down a real rabbit hole there of of presuming what drivers are going to be driving for red bull next year mm-hmm. um so we we'd been hurt before by their promises in recent seasons but it really looks like they're finally back to where they belong maybe am i saying that too soon perhaps but two great drivers and a finally a, a developed car that that can compete or even outrace a ferrari or mercedes uh, dave what do you think of of lando's pace this uh, this weekend overall
1: Orlando's a great driver. Anyway, this weekend was great, but I think I hate to fucking pop everybody's party balloons. Um, <laughs> but uh, the 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 Japanese uh, Grand Prix is very much uh, in the same uh, suits the McLaren car in the same way that likes the Silverstone and stuff like that suits them and that those long fast corners and I think. Um, we could see maybe a little, I'm not saying they're going to tank and we're going to see the McLarens outside the top 10 again, but I, you know, you may not just see them till the end of this season. You, it's not like we're going to kind of, well, I certainly wouldn't sit here and say, we're going to see the the two McLarens fighting for P2 and P3 um, in every race now to, from here to the end of the season, because I'd be, I would be surprised if that's happened. Um but they're definitely making massive strides and Lando Norris. It's, I mean, they were, they did a great job locking him down to, to such a long contract because it's helped them develop the car. It's helped them to have a great driver uh, team relationship to give feedback on that car to help with the development. So, um, and today it only showed, like, I mean, he was so fast today. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously not Max Verstappen red bull fast, but um, incredible. Like, and, and as well as that, they've got great pairing as well with Piastri and Lando. Now, it's, he's still obviously definitely going to be the number one driver, but uh, they've got a fantastic pair and it's definitely one for the future if they can develop it now for next season.
0: Yeah. As you say, Oscar Oscar Piastri really clearly proving why there was so much drama around him last year coming away from Alpine um, and now consistently being there or thereabouts with with Lando in his, his rookie season. Um, what did you think of of Oscar Piastri today, Isidro?
2: I think he's, uh, there's a great feature in it. I, I can see as a champion in Norris Piastri. Um, the drive he did today, his first podium is well deserved and it has been doing, I think the fact that he's pairing with N- Norris in McLaren is helping both uh, him as a driver and the team itself and today it proved why Yastri was picked by McLaren mm. and I think they have a they have a good set of drivers there, and they have a bad, good good future. Yeah, everything seems uh, happy
0: between uh, Piastri and Lando. Yeah, Dave, gone.
1: No, just saying. I don't think the McLarens were under pressure from anybody today, were they?
0: No, not really.
1: Like I mean, they, they had the battle with they had the battle with Verstappen into the ter- into turn one. Now we knew that wasn't going to last the duration of the race, but after that, I mean nobody was able to get to, to to stick with them like they were uh, they were in a league of their own sort of um when it when it came to when it came to the race pace so yeah mm-hmm. it's great it was great
0: um as you said the, the next in line there was was uh charles uh leclerc and where he started he started finished fourth obviously where where he he started um and finishing roughly about seven seconds behind the mclarens Pace wise, is there something mm. to be concerned there um, for Ferrari, or is it just a case of it's it's race specific, track specific? Um, why they were so far behind McLaren, Dave?
1: Um, I well, there's definitely a bit of track specific for in terms of why uh, McLaren were so strong. Um, now, like I said, McLaren are making improvements anyway. But definitely, they there was a, there was an extra bit of a few percent on top of that that was uh, came from the track that suited them. Mm-hmm. But for Ferrari, though, they have a lot to take away because Ferrari went through a phase of fucking wildly inconsistent, and not just wildly inconsistent with their their car and and the drivers, but also the team and their uh, their pit stops. The pit stops were appalling. The so they they seem to be finding some sort of consistency. So even if they're um, sort of finishing up in the sort of the, you know, top five, six, seven consistently but also making uh, strides in terms of the team development, the driver relationships. Once that's kind of, um, you know, w- once they have a good relationship with the driver, getting good feedback, like they can develop the car for next year but it's just about consistency. I think all, that's all it should be for, for Ferrari this year It will be about the consistency. I mean, where are we at? Let me just have a quick look here at the um, at the dry, or the, sorry, the uh, constructor standings here uh, in terms of points. Uh, so you got
0: three hundred five Mercedes in second place, and then Ferrari are two eighty five in in third.
1: Two eighty five. So I mean, like, yeah, I'm okay. So l- l- let me fucking contradict myself there. Then I suppose I'm saying here that it should be about consistency for them, and it still it should be about consistency, but. They do. I mean, there is huge prize money difference between that second and third place, um, which is, I mean, to be fair. You, well, I don't think Mercedes or Ferrari are going to, you know, be stuck for a few. You know, it's going to be pocket change. to them. Yeah. To yeah. Fair, yeah. Like, but um, it, it there's still um, prize money to be had there. So, Jesus, 305 and 285. I mean, that's close. That's no. close. But the, the thing Ferrari, I think, well, both, I, you know, I know we're going off the beaten track here a little bit, but both teams, their drivers are finding form. Like Ferrari, like yeah. Leclerc, and um, Leclerc was the kind of the, the driver that all all hopes were were, were laid on, and um, but now Signs is picked up form, so he's he's a solid driver um, for Ferrari. So both of them are capable of scoring top points if the car will will give it to them. I think probably Ferrari might have the advantage over Mercedes. Mercedes just seemed inconsistent. Uh, from track to track, some tracks they can be absolutely horrific, like nowhere. Yeah. Whereas Ferrari are kind of, you know, sort of flatline, if you want to call it that. They're they're sort of just on a consistent level. Whereas Mercedes is a bit more um, of a roller coaster. So yeah. Um, yeah, I know I've 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 gone so far off the beaten track there, I don't even know what the original question was. But yeah, Leclerc Leclerc did well today. <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: interesting. That that race for seconds, as I say, is the is the one that's important now. Um the interesting thing is is the battle really between Hamilton and and Russell. We'll get onto them now in a second, but before before we do, Isidro, um we'll talk about Carlos Sainz in a somewhat similar race to his teammates. Um just outdone by the the undercut from from Lewis Hamilton. Nothing really major to worry about there for for science today. It was solid enough. I think he he held his own.
2: Yeah, I mean we cannot expect to have uh, science doing what he what he did in the past two races. I mean yeah. today was just a normal day for Ferrari. At least he didn't screw up anything, so that's a plus. Mm. And that if Red Bull wasn't a very good day, not much that Ferrari could do. And let just fighting for the for the points. And because McLaren was so good today, I don't think Ferrari had the chance today to get the body. Yeah. And Science was just uh it's a solid race. None, nothing really much.
0: Dave, in that I, just to, to go back to your topic. Sorry, go on. Yeah, go on.
1: No, I was gonna say I did like when Signs said they're using my my strategy against me or something like that, or my trick against me, or something like that. I like that. Yeah, very nice.
0: clever in in that that battle between Ferrari and Mercedes do you think possibly that that George Russell uh, might be the the weak the weak link in that whole system um for Mercedes in that he is a little bit too ambitious to be the number 1 driver or to even just to win races and his immaturity kind of shows from time to time whereas Ferrari seem to have settled somewhat as you say they're they're flatlining
1: uh, well George Russell has a massive e- this is why I never I was never a big fan of George Russell. His talent is there, mm. but it was always his ego. He had this he's this ridiculous an ego that's bigger than his ability at the moment, like you know, which is I don't know whether it's a blessing or a curse, like but yeah, he, you know, like he was constantly asking for for the team to make calls throughout the race that would benefit him over Hamilton, um, which was unnecessary, like um The one thing I do feel a bit sorry for, like the that's kind of switch over, um, when they had uh, it was Russell Hamilton and Signs, and this is where Signs was making the the little fucking remark about them using his trick against them. Mm. I think I. It, it's easy in hindsight to say whether Mercedes made a good or a bad call and I think there's arguments for both sides whether they should should have swapped the drivers around or shouldn't have I I think they made the wrong call that um, like Hamilton was on fresher tyres he had the DRS from George Russell I think it was probably better like George Russell was obviously going to be the slower car same way Carlos Sainz was when he used the same trick but so dropping him behind Hamilton, I know the idea was, well, we'll drop him in behind Hamilton. He'll get the DRS and he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But his t- he, was, he was so far off. He was more than that off the pace. And Hamilton didn't play ball. Hamilton fucked off. Yeah. Um, and then tried to slow up to give George the DRS. So I'll be honest. I think Mercedes made a mistake there. I think they, they lost out on a few points where they could have had... I think they could have finished Russell uh, Hamilton and then and kept Signs behind by using the same tactics that George, that Carlos Signs did last week or the, at the last race. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I I, I think uh, as much as George has a bit of an ego issue and he kind of was mouthed off a I think on in that instance I think I can understand why he was maybe a bit miffed about getting told to. You know the team orders to switch switch the places around because he did say let's do it on the last lap. Mm. He was I think he was willing to do that 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 basically you know let's just because he knew that he was he was he was just going to be a sitting duck if they switched him over now. He knew he was going to be taken by Carlos Sainz, so he was saying that where the way we're at at the moment was going to be more beneficial and and strategically going to be better to get us to the end in the position that we're in. Then we'll at the end of the on the last. We'll switch positions, and and you know we'll finish what four or fifth and six, and uh, yeah, Mercedes just went no, that's an order. Switch them around, and lo and behold, exactly what he said would happen happened, and he got gobbled up by Carlos Sainz. So Mm. interesting. So so that's probably just boosts his ego even more. He's probably like, why don't these fucking people listen to me? You know.
0: A bigger question, and draw I'll ask you this one. Are we done with uh, George Russell's crocodile tears after most races when he comes out crying? Uh, is it real? <laughs> or What's the story?
1: I hate that, yeah.
2: yeah I, I think we are. Uh, like Dave was saying, Russell is uh, is a very good driver, but uh, I think he needs a bit more of experience on the... And I'm not sure if Hamilton has been the the mentor that Russell needs to to be the the driver that Mercedes needs. If we see, well, we can can compare because Piastri is a rookie. Yeah, but I think uh, Norris has been teaching a bit more about racing in Piastri than I see Hamilton doing the same for Russell. Yeah, but today the fight between both, if it wasn't uh, Total Wolf. Messaging saying "knock it off" and just drive. Mm. I think they would both be out. Go on, Dave. If there, if yeah, there if was you're... anyone to say stop it.
1: But yeah, Zidro's right. Like, I don't think I don't I, I don't think uh, Hamilton's that sort of mentor type. I think he's still thinking, "I'm still at the top of my game and I should be racing for World Champions, uh, World Championships." And he's got a driver as a number two whose uh, whose ego thinks he's already a world champion without being a world champion, like you know, so he's thinking he's he's the best on the grid, and maybe that's an attitude that a driver should have, that you should be hitting that kind of going that I am the best on the grid, but um that doesn't that that doesn't maybe go well to learn from the experience of the driver that's sort of sitting in the seat, you know, in in the, in the um garage beside you, so I can't imagine. Uh, you know it'd be like being a teacher in school and you just got that asshole student like you know he needs extra tuition but he's mm-hmm. an absolute dickhead and you're like I ain't <laughs> giving you extra tuition like you know? yeah <laughs> you know
0: yeah um well I mean we've we've got two more seasons of this up until uh, Hamilton's contract is now the end of 2025 so they've got they've got to figure this out um now,
1: I hope I hope we end up uh, with a Hamilton Nico Rosberg sin- a situation where that Mercedes becomes competitive. It gets up there with the Red Bulls and those two lads start really fucking going at each other, pushing each other off the track. Like we saw it yeah. today. We saw Hamilton push Russell off today. Like, you know, Russell was trying to go past them and Hamilton was just and Hamilton uh, Russell was faster at that time. So playing the team game, you should have said, okay, let him pass. You might catch him later on. But Hamilton was like having none of this, just pushed him off the track. Like, yeah, love it. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'd I'd be surprised if Hamilton and, and Russell actually even talked to each other outside of uh the the interviews and all that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, it doesn't look like it, does it? And it and doesn't... I'm on your side, I can't stand seeing him crying at the end of like what was that when they, he he lamped it at the on the last lap? Like and you and, they, yeah. and he's there, and he's crying, and I'm like, come on. Like, yeah. come on,
0: like you know? <laughs> Get over it, like, come on. um, Yeah, I, yeah, it just it doesn't sit right with me. Anyway, um, Fernando like Alonso. threw
1: away a world championship.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah you yeah, know,
1: yeah. you threw yeah. away second place. Jesus. Um, <laughs> let, Let's
0: get on, t- go on. Go on, go on, go on. No, no, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I just want to get on to... Yeah, Fernando Alonso, get away from Mercedes, we go there all, all evening as well. Um, but yeah, back in the points today, um, and they gambled on the on the soft tyre at the start, which didn't really pay off, and yet again, some discontent uh, from Alonso over the radio for the second week now in a row. Um, good result in the end, but is all rosy at Aston Martin, or is Alonso just holding this team to a higher standard than he's receiving at the moment Cedro?
2: Well, I think the Alonso finish P eight was not was not the best. Considering that he started P ten, didn't really get much. But again, like you're saying, Aston Martin is not in the same shape and form it was in beginning when everyone was in Alonso mm. type train. Uh, but Alonso knows how to how to get a car uh, to finish a race in the podium, and I think that's what is slowly trying to teach Aston Martin team how to, how to train the car, what to do in the car, what needs to be done, because he knows the car has more, more potential than, than they are showing at the moment, because we saw what happened in the beginning, so it's there, I think just Alonso is trying to get Aston Martin to really listen to him and invest and get the car again like it was a few a few months ago.
0: Yeah, Dave, give me your thoughts on 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 that question. Just how things are going for for Aston Martin this season.
1: Yeah, I I actually thought the Aston Martins would have done better on, on this track. I I expected a little bit more from them. Um like but I mean I I think it was just the car because I mean even Stroll before he disappeared again, um he was uh he was kind of wasn't putting in much more of an effort than kind of uh Fernando Alonso was able to do. So uh, I don't know where the development went. I don't. I don't know whether they peaked with their development at the start of the season, um, and they just got nothing else left to to just to, to eke out of that car, um. But yeah, there's clearly something not going right for them. Uh, and if eight was the best he was able to get out of a car that was consistently getting on the podium, um, then they're sort of um. I think they should just at this stage then start focusing on next season because they've got bigger problems to to look forward to.
0: And on on Lance Stroll, I mean, he's had pretty bad results all the way back, as far as I I think um the Silverstone, he's had I think the highest is a P eight for him, but there's been P eleven, P ten. He's been he hasn't finished a race. He didn't finish again today. Um, will Daddy just bail him out again, or is he under the gun at all, or is that even a possibility at Aston Martin?
1: Possibility, hmm. like I, I, I know Lance Stroll or not, uh, Lawrence Stroll said that um, you know, sort of, he would treat all his, you know, all the drivers equally. Now he didn't obviously specifically mention Lance Stroll, but obviously it was inferring that it was he was talking about Lance Stroll. Yeah. Um, I don't know that that's a tough call to make, isn't it? Like, I mean, because it's not like like he's having a bad season. He's actually a decent driver. I, I, I don't really know. I think maybe he's had. a a mix of bad luck um, accompanied with the car not being great. Maybe as well, you have to remember, like um, like teams with lower budgets can only sort of develop a car in one direction, like in the sense that, like, I, who was it that was saying that the, the car was, um, oh, I can't think of the driver. There was, there was some driver, or, I think it was this season, they were sort of complaining that the car was more geared towards their teammate and not their style of driving. Um so as a result, it just didn't suit them. And that's why they were doing so bad. So you could find as well, there's a case for Aston Martin put all their eggs in sort of uh, Fernando Alonso's basket. Um, and uh, as a result, it just doesn't, that car now just no longer doesn't suit Lance Stroll's driving style. And he's finding it very difficult to come to grips with that car. So he may get a, a stay of execution on that, on those grounds that they may kind of say, look, we've, we just, Basically, we've gone full in on for this car, Fernando Alonso. Um, there was there was no room for Lance Stroll's kind of you know input and driving style. Like he just had to deal with a uh, he has to drive an Alonso car, so to speak. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I, I just even if that's not the case, I still don't see you know Lawrence Stroll giving him the boot. Not not yet. I mean, how long's left of his contracts? Do you have any?
0: I don't have his contract there, but uh, uh, Lawrence Stroll did come out with a, um, a comment after the race, and he said that Daddy will make sure that Laure- Lance doesn't get his iPhone for at least a week if he doesn't get a good result <laughs> yeah, in the next yeah. race. Basically,
1: no, no, no TV or Xbox. <laughs> but he will get
0: a contract until twenty twenty seven. Um, I
1: mean, it's terrible. I mean, he's crashing in practice, he's crashing in races, he's retired. Like it's just
0: the the crash in uh, qualifying last week. Um, that was a what, bad one. That, what,
1: that, was a, that was an expensive one.
0: What was that uh, a result of? Was it just that he lost the rear of the car? Concentration. What was the story there?
1: I can't quite remember. that remember. was say, coming onto the pit straight, wasn't it? Um, yeah. um I remember now. I can't actually recall what the the cause of that was. But I mean, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my neck on the line and say it was a driver. It was a driver accident and not a not a car failure accident. Yeah.
0: Well Asta Martin actually there, I'm just looking at the, the contract. So to end of twenty twenty four is is where Lance's contract currently sits. They'll run
1: the contract out then. They'll run the contract out and then just sort of and then just announce a new driver. And yeah. they and it won't be done under the guise of kind of he was shit, so we booted him. It'll yeah. just be done on yeah, he served his time with us, you know, he was thanks for all your service. Here's your golden watch. Get the mm. fuck out the door.
0: Him and Michael Massey down with the with the crayons, maybe get them playing yeah, exactly. Together. <laughs> Your dad
1: will give you a lift to crash. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: all right, let's let's move on. Dave, we had a miracle today, not an Immaculate Conception now, but uh, a race that finished with two Alpines fully intact and with points. Give me the lowdown on the French team today.
1: Do you know i didn't pay any do you know zidro might be the best person to ask about this cuz i didn't pay any attention to the Alpines today i was only after the race i saw that they were complaining about the team orders and stuff like that due to kind of pit stops and stuff and i was like wow i missed all that i was just <laughs> i think i was focused Do you know i was focused on um i was focused on the the mclarens the George Russell and the Mercedes, and obviously Carlos Sainz, and I was also focused on uh, Liam Lawson and Yuki Sonoda They were kind of my main focal points for the race. So the Alpines just went under the radar for me. Not a clue. Sorry for anyone who's listening who wants an Alpine <laughs> fan and they want to hear someone's take on the Alpines race. I have no idea what they did today.
0: Yeah, Zinedine Zidane is Balloon pissed animals. at you right now. Um, Isidro Alpine, any comments?
2: Gasly was the one complaining at the at the, at the radio about the, the situation, the pit stop hmm. but overall I think they were lucky that they didn't got caught at the at the crash at the beginning that make uh, what uh bought us, both williams hmm. retire so I think that uh, they escaped quite intact on that first lap and hmm. after that it was just fine is enough i think on ocon was uh, lucky because he got uh, in the i mean second i think it was paris that he got in touch with ocon and paris today was just on point Touching to just everyone. take everyone out of the race <laughs> but <laughs> other than least... that the been just went uh transparent like they uh, were saying
1: and Zidra, what was the, do you know why they were calling team orders? I, I, I just briefly saw something about pit stops and someone they needed to change positions back and stuff like that. But have you any idea why there was a team orders given? Because, I mean, they were only fighting for what, ninth and
2: tenth or something, was it? I think for the points. Uh, I, I don't remember. I haven't even in my notes. And, and,
1: and yeah, like, I mean, they were only going for ninth and tenth. And they're, like, they're relatively close. I mean, there's only, like, what, what six points or seven points or something like that between them in the in the driver's standings. like And and I mean, they're down in, I don't know, like, I'm not even sure where they are. They're down in like 13th or 12th or something like that in the driver's like There's not exactly anything mega to play for. So yeah, I was wondering what the, the team orders were.
2: Gasly's always angry for some reason.
1: <laughs> yeah. Although weren't they supposed to... When those two joined, uh, or when Gasly joined Alpine, wasn't there a big fucking uh Hullabaloo made about the fact that they were sort of arch rivals from so. karting days and their family feuds and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, there you load,
0: go. Load of crap. I'd imagine they just had a tip once when they were racing or something and Sky F1 just went nuts on it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um but yeah as you say nothing really to play. There was a lot of hope at the start of the season. Zidane came out it was the it was the, the big thing in, in the uh in the preseason and um, looking at the standings yeah you've got Gasly in 11th and Esteban Ocon, Ocon in in 12th it's has this all french uh experiment been a failure for alpine
1: el plan has failed yeah like yeah. they were, weren't they supposed to be winning what was it after 100 races they were going to be winning yeah um how many races in are they now but they they got to be getting close
0: it's not happening no. um any uh, honourable mentions, Dave? You mentioned um, Liam Lawson and Yuki Tsunoda there. Um, give me the rundown on what they were up to.
1: Yeah, Liam Lawson. Uh, yeah, I, was just, I mean, there, there's plenty of other drivers there that were doing better and stuff like that. But the only reason I'd given another honourable mention to Liam Lawson was because he finished ahead of Tsunoda again. Um, and he did that without knowing that he has no contract now next year, that they've decided to retain Yuki Tsunoda and Daniel Ricciardo for next year, even though it's clear Liam Lawson, uh, well, to me, it's clear that Liam Lawson is actually a better driver than (laughs) Yuki Tsunoda, but they've decided to stick with him. So, yeah, no, I was watching that. I was hoping hoping that there was a bit of a a bigger gap, uh, that he he would would have eked out a bigger gap now, but um, I... um, yeah, because I think at the, the first pit stops, I thought he got done out uh, a little bit in the first pit stops, uh, Lawson, um, but he managed to kind of recover and and uh, yeah, I, I I just I just think he's that I think he's a driver. He has something about him I think that deserves a he deserves an F one drive. I think.
2: See you, I think the way Paris was driving today was the way that Lawson would probably drive, knowing that he has no contract, so just rushing cars out of the lap and just. <laughs> You yeah, would imagine just, it would be the opposite, yeah. wouldn't you? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't have a contract. Well, fuck this! I'm just scratching the guy. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: bin this one.
0: <laughs> quick, quick, <laughs> quick! Conspiracy, possibly for you. Um, is it possible that Liam Lawson isn't getting a drive for Alpha AlphaTauri because it's possible that they're eyeing him up for the Red Bull seat? No, not not a hope.
1: Liam Liam Lawson. Yeah. No, he. They, they, I dude, There's no way. Um, Red Bull will put a rookie in that number 2 seat. Not not as that's way too much of a risk for them to take like. Mm. Is it though chance- considering
0: Max is just winning everything for them?
1: It's but I mean like you do that like I mean so you put Liam Lawson in and he's a, he's he's fast, right? Let's say say he's fucking he's quick, he's and he's consistent in qualifying and he always starts on the front row alongside Max. Now you've got a, a young, ambitious rookie who wants to earn his stripes up against Max Verstappen. I mean, what are the cha- – like, how many like, – are you going to roll the dice and expect that they're not going to wipe each other out going into turn one? So they're never going to put themselves in that position. They'll, they'll get someone who's experienced, who comes in, as, he knows he's a number two like Checo, and uh, he knows what game he's there to play. Like, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a supporting cast.
0: Is it possible, then, that this scenario that they currently have at the moment is possibly the, the, the perfect scenario for Red Bull?
1: Well, it would have been if Checo actually finished somewhere higher than DNFs. Like, you know, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, no, at the moment, it, it's actually it's, it's a bit embarrassing for the, you know, that's, you know, it's. It's embarrassing for Checo to see just he just the decline, like from where he was at, even at Force India, like you know he was yeah. he was a he was a better driver at Force India, and the season the first season, uh, uh Max Verstappen's first World Championship, um, like he had such a huge part to play in that, like, um, yeah, he's just I think he's just tanked. Do you know what happened? I think the start of the season. We thought that. Do you remember there was talk that Checo could be a title, a challenger for the world title? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And once that, once that sort of conversation hit the mainstream Formula One news, he just for he just went off the cliff. It was like there was pressure. He, he maybe he saw that because something twigged in his head. He, the realization came in that okay, maybe I am a, a in in for a shout here, and he just absolutely swan dived. So, um, yeah. No, I'd say that's not what Red Bull want right now. But they also don't want a Liam Lawson either. I'd say.
0: Hmm, interesting. We shall keep an eye on that. Um, David, do you want to get on to the uh, the driver of the day?
1: Uh, okay. Well, the official driver actually, Zero, you're you're the one that gives us the percentages. <laughs> Who's the official driver of the day today?
2: Oscar Piastri, twenty-eight point two, followed ah, by great. Lando Norris, fifteen point eight, and Max Verstappen, fourteen point four. So, and then we have Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton.
1: Ooh. So my driver of the day, I don't have anything written down, going off the seat in my pants. I am going to give it to i give it to Lando Norris. Solid. Solid. Proved he's, why he's the number one driver. Was quicker. He was, he was quick. Um, Yeah, Lando Norris.
0: Yeah, uh, no complaints there. I was um, Lando as well. Um. Just, I'm just delighted to see him up there and, and finally achieving something after yeah. a horrible experience that he had last season and coming into the start of this season. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going for Lando for that reason
2: alone.
1: zero, who's your driver yeah. of the day?
2: Same as you, Lando Norris. Yeah.
1: yeah. Look, at the, look at us agreeing this week. Yeah, team <laughs> <That's> Lando. <weird. laughs>
0: Lando fanboys.
1: Now this is where it could go pear-shaped, our loser of the day.
2: Oh, I don't think it's going to so go. So many.
1: Oh I have two. Right, I ahead. I I mean the, so the I suppose the clear and obvious one is Perez. Mm. That's the clear and obvious loser of the day. But I'm going to give it to George Russell. Oh, because he um he tri- he tried something with his plan B <laughs> by going uh, longer on his first stint then coming in for the for the tires later than everyone else hoping to get to the end of the race. Um and it just didn't work. You could just see he was dropping off, dropping off, dropping off, getting swallowed up. Ended up getting taken by by signs. And I just think, had he played that slightly differently, he could have been up there at the back of Lando or at the back of uh, Oscar Piastri. Um, and yeah, so he gave something a go, and it it just it didn't work in the slightest. So on those grounds, I'm giving them the loser of the day because I think he lost the most in that one.
0: Um, you're really careful, you're gonna make him cry again. Um yeah. I am going to give it to Checo because he was just he just an absolute lemon. Um very, very sad to see how he was driving. Um for a driver with that ability to be driving that way in that car. Yeah. Yeah, no. Loser of the day for me. Yeah,
1: that's easy I could have easily have gone with Perez as well, but hmm. I, what who are you going with, Zidro? He...
2: Does he need to be a driver? Oh. I know it can be a team. Yeah, I'll go with James Vowles. You lost uh, so much today in just <laughs> <laughs> in just yeah. one one lap. <laughs> True. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll. Uh, that that's that, that's definitely a good. Yeah, that's that's a good one as well. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's a good one.
1: Uh, all right. So d- well, let's. uh we we're, we're in the privileged position here that we've got the. Um, Formula One fantasy points are in because we had an early race today, which is unheard of. Um, And everyone will be delighted to know I am now down into third place. (laughs) (laughs) We have Russell Myfeather at number one. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. So um, my wife has also slipped a few places down to seventh. Um, Isidro, you have... You just seem to be dominating that 18th place. You haven't yeah. you haven't left there all season, it seems. Um, and uh, Scotty, you have dropped to uh, 22nd.
0: Nice. I don't even think I have the app anymore, to be honest.
1: Don't give me don't. don't, don't oh yeah, oh yeah. I wasn't paying attention <laughs> to that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get on to the more important stuff. To our fancy, our not our fancy game. Say our prediction our game. Predictions.
0: Yeah. I'm not oh, looking right. forward to this at all.
1: Wow. Okay. Sorry. I'm just I'm just seeing them here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's start with the uh, the top three. So I went with Verstappen. Yep. Signs. Nope. Hamilton. <laughs> nope. And yeah. uh, Scotty, we are all well aware you uh, copied my homework. So that yeah. was also uh, a yes, no, no for you. <laughs> yeah. One point.
2: <laughs>
1: and
2: Verstappen signs and Paris.
1: Oh, so goose eggs, a lot of goose eggs there. So we all neck and neck now. Oh, the, the flop. <laughs>
0: here we go. I have
1: a feeling we may have another hour to add to our podcast here. <laughs> so I went with a Perez DNF for crash reasons for two points. Surely he retired for crash reasons and I should get those two points. Mm. No. Okay. If you can if you can tell me the other reason that that Perez retired his car today.
0: Uh it was to get rid of a five second penalty.
1: That was the second time. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't crash, uh, he
0: returned to the to the pit. Yeah, I feel that you have to if you say DNF crash, he has to crash and finish with that crash. He he can't get back to the pits and retire the car. It has to be a crash.
1: But it's a crash that's the reason he got dnf i have here clearly a dnf if i look at the list dnf why did he get a dnf because he damaged his car from epoxy crash yeah this we'll give, give you the point for the
0: dnf money. but the crash i feel the crash has to has to end his race yeah. at the point Not of crash
2: just roll on casually to the pits and just put the car back like nothing happened
1: shocking Mm. Shocking! I, th- I feel like it's like mainstream media ganging up on the <laughs> far right. You knew what was me.
0: coming. You knew yeah. it was coming, and that's why you caveated before. You I said was
1: it. I was ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to get absolutely fucking slayed. I I do I at least get one point for this? Yes.
0: What? Nope. Well, for the DNF, yeah, but you don't yeah, get yeah, two yeah, points. Point. For the I don't get two points. Yeah, okay, I'll yeah, take yeah. The
1: one point. Give me something.
0: Oh yeah, no, it was a DNF, but yeah, you don't get those two points. Okay. Oh, off you trot. Um, okay. My one <laughs> was uh, Gasly DNF. Uh, that could have happened easily. It could have happened, but you know. if it did
2: not. No. Oh, that was so far. <laughs> <It's> a joke <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> outside top 10. Yeah. Oh,
1: outside top 10.
0: What a bad week to pick that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, my surprise. It's about to get worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Alonso, top 10. Boom. Good yeah.
0: Thing. You're taking it this week, Dave, I think.
1: Who yeah. did you who did you have as your surprise, Scotty?
0: Uh I said Albon inside the top ten and that also did not happen. I think I'm a bad luck charm for Alex Albon. But um, to be
1: fair, you were doing well when you just absolutely fucking winged it. You were just phoning yeah. in your fucking predictions and you were Pretty actually much. winning. <laughs> got, All right. Uh, um B seven. I mean, you weren't far off, like yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I had to check that one. Now, I'm. uh,
2: We have a new leader.
1: I need two seconds now because (laughs) I have done absolutely no homework for my predictions. I've been too busy moving all the furniture out of my house. Um, What's
0: our leaderboard like, Dave, at the moment?
1: Sorry. Dave is a new leader. Okay. So, right. I obviously won this week. So let's uh, go up and tally it up. So uh, that gives me nine points. Joined with a Zero at the top of the table, mm-hmm. and at the bottom of the table is Scotty. Well, that, no,
0: that means I move up to second, actually. <laughs> yeah, you're last. Technically. You're last, yeah. Sorry. You no, I'm, the taking, the I'm, up, taking, the I'm taking the win. I'm taking the <laughs> win.
1: you're last. <laughs> you're three points off now, Scotty, and there's only, what, how many races left this season? Is there six, is there?
0: Yeah, I've given up
1: on that. Oh, yeah. Tim, are you giving up on the fantasy (laughs) as well? (laughs) All right. Well, Qatar, okay. I'm going to have to go with uh, Verstappen P1. I mean, that's like not having Haaland in your fancy football. Um, Oh, now After this, it gets interesting. Let me see here. Let me have a quick look at the old circuit. Yeah, I should have prepared something for this. Um, Do you know what?
2: If it helps, I think Has is bringing updates, upgrades. All <laughs> oh, right. Well,
1: then that might be my, uh, that might <laughs> be my P3, well, <laughs> Um Do you know? I am gonna go. I'm gonna say that the McLarens are gonna be strong again on this track. Um. So I am gonna go. Do you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with this week's results again. I'm gonna go Norris and Piastri. No, I'm not gonna go with Piastri. Piastri's gonna do something fucking. Uh, I'm gonna go Norris and Sa- oh, signs. Yeah, I go signs.
2: All right.
0: Okay. I'm gonna go massive air. Mm. And if this comes off, will you give me two points? So. I'm going say, to say... No,
1: wait, if, if the, the all three come off you get, or, or just the number one?
0: Even just this number one. All right, cool. I'm, go- I'm going to say Lando Norris, P1. I'm going to say Max Verstappen, P2.
1: Oh, no.
0: Yeah, okay, that's why I said, give me two points. And Oscar Piastri, P3. Okay, I'm going huge.
1: What, I tell you what, I am happy to say that if that top three comes off, I'll give you the, that weak week win without and without, automatically automatically that, Perfect. that's a win. Let's I, do I it. mean that's up to Zidro to fucking yeah. I agree because <laughs> I, I would have said yeah. I'd have given you the double points for a Norris P one without
0: saying for P two.
1: But when you went for P two, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, because like, uh, I was expecting for to be your flop that there was a DNF there somehow. somehow no, that's not happening. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. That that's that's that's. Big air. like Can I, mean, I, can I tell
0: crazy. you my reason? I think Verstappen is going to win the sprint race and he's going to win the championship during that sprint race. And on the next day, he's just going to check out completely and he's going to let no, Lando no, buy him, him and that give him the win.
1: loves records. <laughs> yeah, <I> he <laughs> wants to smash every fucking record that F1 has. He's going to race like this fucking world championship still on the line right into the last race. Like, I hope you're um, right. But uh, all right, well that's that's you know, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll concede the win. I'd nearly concede the whole season if that comes <laughs> up. Um, all right, Zidro, who's your top three? Uh,
2: Max Verstappen, London yep. Norris, and Lewis Hamilton. Ooh. Oh,
1: Hamilton. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I, I Hamilton popped into my head there, but I was kind of thinking he might. I just don't know. That Mercedes is just so fucking inconsistent. All right, my flop. Flippity-flop. I'm going with Piastri DNF. Ooh. That's why I was going to put him in third, and then I, just as I was going to put him in third, I was like, oh, I just have a sinking feeling he's going to do something silly. Um.
0: Uh, okay. I'm going to go again for, for Big Air, and I'm going to say double DNF for Alpine. I think they're going to take each other out.
1: I mean... Wouldn't be a surprise if it happens, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, the, the chances are, are there's slim no enough. Two points for that, like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. that big of an error.
0: <laughs> and they both came inside the points, uh, did they? Oh, they did, yeah, this they week, did, so yeah, yeah. And um, uh, technically, it's allowed.
1: All right, As he who are you going with for your flop?
2: Hulkenberg DNF,
1: hmm, Hulkenberg DNF is your flop,
2: he came 14th.
1: I mean. Mm
0: which is second last yes, considering that
2: and those upgrades will just not be what they're expecting. I don't know.
0: No, I, mean, I don't know uh, about that. now.
1: I mean, I, I, I might, I'd give it to you if you tell me if you call either a, uh, mechanical DNF or a cr- uh, crash, mechanical. DNF. Mechanical. Will we give it for that one?
0: I don't know. Uh, the, the flap has to be technically someone who is inside the top 10, Dropping outside of the top ten, right? It can't Mind be someone does. who finished second last in the yeah, race. I mean, that's pretty team. expected.
1: Or unless he came, maybe like, if you went with a double DNF mm. on a on a has or something like that. Maybe like, or not necessarily has, but if you went, if you have to, you have to go with bigger <laughs> air than not just necessarily someone. has. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you pass. know what I mean? You, yeah, you, no. you can go. With oh, he's outside. going for
2: it. No, he's going for it, Dave. What are you going? They're both getting the upgrades, so okay. We talked oh, him okay. into it <laughs> beautiful. All right.
0: Uh, we're ah, such bullies, son.
1: double DNF. Uh, All right, surprise. Uh, oh, do I dare go on <laughs> Perez top 10 finish? <laughs> <laughs> you dick, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I that do you know what? I'm not gonna be a dick because that shouldn't be a <laughs> like no. that. Well I'm I gonna mean, go
0: I don't know at the moment.
1: I'm gonna go my surprise will be ooh, fuck, what is my surprise? Um I'm gonna go with something with Perez though. I'm gonna go Perez.
2: You can say top ten, but you need to put the position.
1: No, I'm not going top ten. I'm <sighs> going Perez outside top ten.
2: Oh, as your surprise?
1: Yeah, i like, surely. Yeah, I know he didn't finish DNF today, he finished outside top 10, but I mean, it's a Red Bull. Mm, I know it's mm. against the rules, but I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, and we've just absolutely fucking reamed his ego. <laughs> We're just fucking <laughs> throwing
0: the rule book out the window now. Um,
1: yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, really
0: no, I don't look, I, 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 I don't, I wouldn't be surprised. What well, can I come Paris. back in
1: and serve my five second penalty? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: no, I don't think we can give you that. I don't All think right,
1: so. So I will go. Um, fuck me. Um, I am going to go. Can you come back to me? <laughs> can if you want. Uh, yeah, come back to me. I'll, I, let, let me let me put some thought into it. Scotty, okay. who are you going with?
0: Uh, I'm going to go Guan Yu Zhou top 10. Do I have to Ooh. call a position? Uh, no, no, I'll give you
1: the top 10 on that one.
2: Okay, cool. It'll be as surprising as you. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and so would alfa romeo all
1: right uh Zero, who are you going with
2: i'm not sure if it's allowed Albon, up then
1: uh yeah. yeah 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 no, that's fair enough albon.
0: whenever we say it it never happens so
1: yeah exactly like you know <laughs> do you know the only time it happens is if so and i'm not going to do it i could call if i said albon p8 he yeah. would finish in the top ten. Yeah, and but not p- Finish P eight.
0: Yeah, it'd be P seven or or. Yeah, all P9. I would
1: do would be to fit, put tip the scales of luck in Zeebro's <laughs> favor. <laughs> um, mm. All right, so I sorry, I still need a, a a surprise. I'm gonna go with. Fuck, there's not much. Do you, do you know what? I'm gonna go with uh, Lawson top ten.
2: It's uh, okay. Lawson yeah. still in Qatar.
1: They reckon he's going to be there next next week. So um, I tell you what, I'll go Lawson top ten. But if for some reason he's not going to be at Qatar, I'll happily substitute that for Ricardo top ten.
0: Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, um, I don't yeah. see Ricardo doing much either, no. to be
1: honest. <laughs> I'll probably do as much, much as fucking Joe will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let me just fucking put Lawson and Ricardo. So. Oh. Um, All right, guys. Well, uh, that's us for this week. And uh, according to our uh, waffle there, it's two weeks we will be back for the guitar uh, race review. So until then.